Hey, this is Jeff Finley, and you're listening to the Maker Mistaker podcast. Today on the show, I've got a very special guest, Krista Risa, also known as Galactic Fairy on YouTube and Instagram. On her website, uh, her bio says that she's an accomplished psychic medium, multidimensional channel, intuitive artist, spiritual teacher, and healer. She's well-known internationally thanks in large part to her success as a YouTube sensation. And her YouTube channel has thousands of subscribers from all across the globe. With an African-American, Finnish, and Lakota ancestry, she was raised in New York City and has lived and studied in Finland. Currently, she resides in Sedona, Arizona. And she's got a whole long rest of her bio, but I will just let her speak for herself. Let me bring her on the show. Welcome, Krista Risa. Hi, Jeff. Thank you for having me on the show. Definitely. Glad to have you. So was that bio okay? That's what you've got up on your site. Is it still current? It's still current. I, w- I would just call it Lakota Sioux because one lady told me that one is referring to the language. So I just say Lakota Sioux and I'm definitely getting in touch with that native spirit living here in Sedona. So that's not that's not all there on the bio quite yet. Still discovering that part. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. So how do you like Sedona? It's really creepy cute i mean there's so much going on in sedona nature helps expand your aura and that's certainly been a part of this empathy ability that i've been becoming aware of Mm -hmm. which means you really feel people on a deeper level and a lot of people even though they walk around saying they're empaths in their heart chakras open it can open even more which can be quite overwhelming so living in a place like Sedona is a nice buffer but at the same time you feel a lot of earth energies as in like seismic activity if you're really tuning in yeah like a geomancer so I'm not saying that's what I am but I'm saying these are very intense vortex areas where you can come for healing because we're on a huge layer of quartz crystal and iron and about 300 feet below the surface is hematite so for those crystal lovers hematite is is pretty grounding there's a whole lot going on around here yeah Yeah. Sedona was pretty sweet when I visited I on my road trip so I I got to spend probably three or four days there and had a psychic reading done and it's a cool little town and it's beautiful I would totally stay there for an extended period of time if I if I get the chance I didn't know I didn't know that you came to Sedona. That's awesome. Yeah, I was in Sedona in September. Yeah, for a couple of days. Mm. I don't even think we were in contact at that point. Probably not cuz we were just started we just started contact each other like last month. Yeah. So, yeah. let me tell the listeners how I uh, became aware of you. I think I had seen your YouTube videos or I think I was searching Instagram for starseed stuff and came across your your channel and stuff like that and and thought that you had a really cool vibe and you're posting cool stuff. So I just kind of followed you and stayed aware. And then while I was on my road trip, I think I was in Austin, Texas, or maybe I was in Seattle or something. I started coming up with these ideas for starseed patches and I was sketching them all out. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm really going to make these. But <laughs> but then like I um, kind of let the idea slide away, slip away, fade away. And I, did, I never really put it into action. And then I happen to go on your channel like a month or two later and I see that you have a starseed patch. And I'm like, oh, no way. Because right <laughs> at the same time, I was just reading the book called Big Magic by uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, I think. Um, she yeah. talked about how ideas are energy beings. You know, they they attach themselves to what a suitable creator type that, that, that thinks that it can come, that can manifest this idea in the physical reality. So... I had this starseed patch idea. I didn't do anything with it. So the idea is like, well, if you're not going to do anything, I'm going to go find someone else. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I heard. I heard that the Palladians um, that work with the Ascension here on planet Earth tend to drop these ideas into the atmosphere. But regardless of whether they're Palladians or not for real, I believe that extraterrestrials have always influenced humanity because they've always been here. And one of my old friends in Sedona said, yeah, the aliens landed. It's us. Maybe we're just in tune with the unified field of consciousness really well, or they're influencing our reality, vice versa. But I definitely give you all the credit, Jeff, for making those awesome eleven eleven patches. Those were so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and because I said something on your profile, I'm like, I had this idea, you know, like, 
good for you that you made these patches, but you're like, no, Jeff, you still have to make your patches because we need variety. Your style needs to be implemented into it. You know, whatever it is, you have your own unique spin on it. So you encouraged me to do it. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. My my boyfriend immediately glued it on with fabric glue to his to his hoodie. So he has my star seed patch on the right side and then your 11 11 on the left side is kind of cool nice uh, you know I, i'm waiting for the time when people spot me with my jacket and they're like 11 11 oh my god i've been seeing that that's 11 11 guy <laughs> <laughs> exactly so so listeners if you want to get those patches they're on sale on my website makermistaker.com slash patches there's three of them for for uh 12 bucks and highly um, recommend it yes you you ordered twice didn't yeah, <laughs> I, I ordered and then my boyfriend Ra ordered and then they came in the mail and I said and he he was putting one on. I said, Hey, those are my patches. <laughs> we had a little argument. I said, No, no, no. I got my own. And it's just such a great way, you know, I I want to put an idea out there for anyone listening. Hey, how about insignia patches? Because so many star people are getting their codes and their um their light language codes. And I thought, hey, if you if you can remember your insignia from the spaceship, that's like a perfect idea but oh, again yeah again implementing it into the physical as the actual work i think we're all here to do so i so you're an amazing example um and i'm sure i'm providing some sort of example as well for people of what things you could do with it oh man you got like so tell me about all the stuff that you make you don't make you make more than just patches you make all sorts of buttons and like you do them custom in your house or do you do send it out manufactured how do you do it and what do you I start I try to make as much as I can on my own with materials because I've done everything out of scratch. And as I've slowly gotten more successful, I've been able to hire, um, you could call it like services mm -hmm. where people make them and I'll provide the custom design or the idea. And I really want to support uh, independent female artists because especially minorities such as myself because mm -hmm. I think it's kind of it can be kind of tricky to get out there without a sort some sort of institution behind you um, but uh, of course anyone who I think is doing what feels in alignment I'll just go with how I feel what the person is offering and anyway just to answer your question I've been making lots of dream catchers actually which my friend Vanessa suggested a year ago we've done readings for each other and she channels the Lyran Syrian Council and really cool because she can see into the other realms physically with her eyes she's these big cat eyes and I've seen <laughs> my eyes shapeshift into those before but I don't see yet just I, besides colors and orbs and things like that so I'm more of a messenger and she's this like super extremely awesome clairvoyant and much more of course channeler she said, Krista, you need to make dream catchers. So that, that's bringing in that native Lakota spirit, I feel, and Sedona spirit, Lakota soup, uh, mixed with a galactic edge. And that's nice. one of the, yeah, you'll see that. That's on my Etsy store. It's Krista's Angels on Etsy.com. And that's Krista's with a K. Yeah. Yeah, so so you got dream catchers. I, I, I bought a starseed ring from you which I gave as a gift mm -hmm. to one of my good friends, and she absolutely loved it. So oh, nice. stoked for that. Um, yeah, just little stuff that just for identity purposes, because we're beyond this sort of these. A lot of people are beyond the human labels. Have you noticed when people change their name to a spiritual one when they, yep. when they wake up like amethyst, crystal healer, light worker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay, my, my listeners are, this is probably be one of the more far out episodes for, what I think for my listenership right now. So let's give you some background. So were you always this like galactic or were you, did you have like a normal childhood? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you mentioned childhood because one of the earliest memories I have was building an altar in my closet. When I was nine years old, I had this electric candle and a ivory Buddha statue. And recently I was given one. It's, pretty profound in eastern cultures but i didn't really know what i was doing i i, I was praying in my own mind i thought i was praying hmm. then we i found my mom's old ouija board from the 70s and i started using that 
and I would ask my mom to play the Ouija board with me mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever. I think it tired her out after some times when you just get letters and they don't form any real words or sentences. <laughs> yeah. But it it just it was overwhelmingly interesting to me. And I remember she had a Jane Roberts Seth material book on her bookshelf that came back to me um, 10 years later. So as a kid, I wasn't reading the Seth material. That would have been really awesome, but I wasn't. Um, but I, yeah, I, I woke up in college and sort of had a dark night of the soul deal, which led to seeing the 1111 number on repeat and then wham bam started channeling but i thought it was angels and it turned out to be giant alien frogs or something (laughs) just your average average college awakening (laughs) (laughs) okay so you so your mom had the seth material but you didn't really pay much attention to it but then in college so tell me about the dark night of the soul what was that like yeah there are so many different ways you can describe sort of hitting like a rock bottom. I would say it was an emotional, more of an emotional trauma because I'm realizing I've been, I've suffered a lot of um, some sort of like verbal or emotional abuse. I haven't really figured it out hmm. because that forces a child to shut down their third eye. So if you're heavily, heavily criticized and uh, for who knows what, by whom, just authority figures. It could be parent, teacher, minister, anyone in charge, or even people in school like bullies. It, it forces you to shut down your third eye because you take on their pro- active projections of who you are. Mm. And then you ignore who you are. And if you do that for too long, you kind of have a collapse or meltdown at some point, which happened to me in this really, really random school, because I didn't know after high school, I I remember sitting at the computer going, okay, what courses should I take? Because I'm going to this polytechnic in Finland, which is just another word for a vocational college Mm -hmm. before getting into university. And I was like, what the heck am I supposed to study? And it was this confusion, this sort of theta brainwave confusion state uh, where I was just kind of walking around like aimlessly, just not knowing what the heck to do. And because this was in the middle of nowhere, it kind of forced me to come to terms with myself. And one thing that woke me up was Spike watching Spike Lee's Malcolm X. We had a class on racism. And at the same time, my mom was going to all these like black power events in New Jersey, in Newark, and just sort of like really Afrocentric studies. So she would share that with me. And I just remember getting really angry at the world going this is crap like this world is crap how can you how can you treat people that way and reflecting so I cut off all my hair um because I had permed it this is I don't know it's kind of like a um I think black American women will understand where I'm coming from perming your hair and putting all kinds of chemicals in your hair to have straight hair and this pressure to conform to a sort of ideal that really upset me I was tired of doing that and I cut off all my hair watched Spike Lee's Malcolm X seven times um, and then it kind of crashed but then these weird things started happening because I really thought there was maybe no purpose to my life and that's I was crying in the shower like 30 minutes talking to God and I was just sort of I was really I feel like I was done I felt like I was done and um, I didn't realize how severe that could sound to some people but Mm -hmm. that kind of that was I call it a shamanic death of the ego, of the egoic false self, which led to the supernatural. Oh wow, yeah, that's that must have been really tough. Was it? Would you call it like a depression, or how long was it? I think so. A lot of people in Finland say because I moved to Finland when I was sixteen to live with my grandparents, went to high school there, and. It's really dark there, and you have winter like almost half the year and sunshine once a week in midwinter. So it's very, very cold, and so society is more closed in. Mm-hmm. And you, you might say they suffer from seasonal affective disorder, a.k.a. SAD, um, and then there's a lot of alcohol drinking. So that sort of cultural environment was very difficult for a bubbly, outgoing 
empath such as myself from the states and mixed race and whatnot so um yeah i'm not sure where i'm going with this yeah was it yeah because i relate because when i had right before i had my awakening i was definitely going through like a burnout depression jaded questioning everything you know like i had done and achieved a lot of my goals in life and felt like well i did that now what (laughs) and and how come i don't like like what like my life as much as i used to i thought i I thought i was a happy person and so yeah it was definitely this dark night of the soul i'm very familiar with that and um so tell us what happened next okay this is the fun part so (laughs) after crying my eyes out uh in the shower i must have just gone to bed and you know i picked myself up I, i didn't do anything silly um I sort of picked myself up and sort of miraculously my mom called me probably within that week she said I want you to I guess I was crying to her on the phone too and she said I want you to come home for the holidays and you have to check out this book so I went home and she gave me this book called Ask and It Is Given by Esther Hicks Esther and Jerry Hicks who channels Abraham mm-hmm. and consciousness and I remember opening the book and in the beginning it said, you chose to come here to this planet. And I cried my eyes out. Like I felt like I remember that. I remember saying I volunteered. Mm. And more confirmation of that came later. But that book sort of changed my life. So I picked myself up. I went back to Finland, brought back some more channeled stuff because I ate that book up. Like It was dinner that I've been hungry for for a very long time. And then whenever I stopped reading these channeled books, I'd put them on the table next to my bed and I would check my cell phone to see what time I was going to bed because my schedule, I, I didn't have many classes in, in the late winter. So it was more self-study. So I could go to bed whenever I wanted to in college. And three times in a row in three different locations, I always went to bed at twenty-three, twenty-three, And then... When I went to the computer, something came over me and I typed in 11.11. It's the weirdest thing. I should have typed in um, uh, U.S. time versus military time, which would have made it 11.23. Yeah. But I typed in 11.11 and the Google search said, have you been listening to your angels? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shortly after, a heavy metal woman named Haiti, who hung out with me at the cafeteria with the dark makeup and the dark black clothes, she just said she was talking to me about healthy tea. And I was telling her about a health tea my mom recommended because she was kind of low on energy. Mm -hmm. And then she started telling me how she can see the spirit world. And uh, at the same time, I was trying to do automatic writing. So I've always wanted to be like a psychic and see the fairies and the angels and that. So it was it was kind of like the gates of heaven opened and this woman <laughs> is here, you know, with oh, her yeah. heavy metal jacket. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And then the fun the fun, fun stuff, more fun stuff happened. Yeah. Okay, go on. Tell us more what happened next. Okay, so here's a cool one. So Haiti and I are in the, the workout gym, which was underground while everyone else is taking classes. There are these, you know, steel metal doors shut. No one's around. Our, this little tiny college is built on an old graveyard. Anyway, we're working out and she's she's lifting, she's doing her bicep curls. And as I look at her, every time she talks to open her mouth, I hear a bird singing. So looking around the gym, there's no bird. I ask Katie, or yeah, which in English means, Haiti, this might sound strange, but whenever you open your mouth, I hear a bird song. And then she turns to me and goes, oh, that's normal. Everyone says that. And shortly after, she says, a man in a spirit form is behind me in a suit. And she says, he follows me around, which the hairs on my neck went right up. Yeah. And he came over again. But, you know, when you, when you meet a psychic, uh, you you, you want to know so much and you want to ask them a million questions. So it's kind of hard to contain yourself. And you know, they're already, psychics are usually already overwhelmed by the world. They kind of, some of them want to just hermit and be a bit recluse. So they don't like it when you're going, hey, what do you see now? What color is my aura now? Um, yeah. so, so, 
it's like a, <laughs> you know, it's like a blessing when they tell you these things. So I was like, okay, I have to study this myself, and let's do automatic writing and put my hands on the computer keyboard. I was like, okay, spirit, just take over, like Esther Hicks, you know, just take over my hands. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So uh, so go on. Uh, so this 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 took place for the next few years. I got into university, kept studying Diana Cooper, Doreen Virtue, listened to Hay House Radio, Sonia Choquette, Deborah King, Louise Hay, all of just all the John Holland. I listened to all the Hay House authors, read all the Cryon books, uh, channeled, cried my eyes out, started anyway, and. And um, then these energy things started happening to my arms. They would start moving on their own. Um, and through my boyfriend at the time, I got, uh, through his family, I got Reiki initiated into Reiki 1 and 2. So that meant more energy moving through my arms. And I met a group of local elders in Finland who were having these Edgar Casey meetings. And... So just to get to the, finally to how this galactic stuff comes in for the first time, right after the Edgar Casey meeting, they said there's going to be a, uh, an Atlantis workshop. And Diana Cooper talked a lot about Atlantis in one of her books, which was channeled about Atlantis. And Cryon talked about that. Lee Carroll channeled information about that time. And it kind of felt, it kind of felt uh, familiar or important or just exciting what is this Atlantis thing? This is awesome. And then Edgar Casey talked about it too. It's like all these people are talking about Atlantis. I wish I knew about that because it sounded like a pretty cool time. Um, yeah. Recently, I, uh, a psychic told me, Russell Granston, who can see the Orion Council, he told me that I came here about 22,000 years, two, 22, years ago from the Pleiades. So that would have been the second Atlantean experiment. But anyway, at the time, I didn't know all that. And they had a UFO meetup after they talked about the Atlantis and Lemuria um, at this meeting. Mm -hmm. uh, and this one of the, the this, this gorgeous old man, he's probably 75 years old. I don't know. He was this tall, very handsome elder. He's kind of funny. He's talking about UFOs. At, at tea time after the events at the ladies' house yet again at the Edgar Casey meetup, and he said that his sister was watching TV and all of a sudden it turned into TV snow. And he said a flying saucer flew across the screen. Oh, I'm sorry, no, his sister was passed over. She appeared in the TV and with the saucer. I see. And um, I, it's, this was in 2008, 2009. So I'm trying to remember everything correctly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so all of this is going on. And I'm still in touch with Haiti. She tells me she would see these pink bubbles sort of flying outside her balcony and all kinds of cool stuff. And I'm waiting. Okay, when the heck is all this cool stuff going to happen to me? So I'm doing the tarot cards. Um, we're doing different healing modalities. And one really cool thing I'd love to share, if there, is there time for me to share another one? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's time. Okay. <laughs> okay, just grab some water. So at one of the Edgar Casey meetups where we're reading the, the Jesus Christ material of some sort, mm -hmm. we practice meditation together with these ladies. And we were led into meditation to imagine a scene in a, a very beautiful park. Closing our eyes, one lady, she says, okay, imagine yourself sitting on a bench in the park and then you wander off and, you know, allow the information to come and then we'll come back in our bodies and share. So what I saw was this white temple with these turquoise and blue lights and I saw a rider on a white horse with a white beard and didn't say anything. I was the third person to go. So the first lady opens her mouth to share and she says she sees a white temple that's cool. Um, and it's this very beautiful hill, which I also saw. And the second lady says she also saw this temple with these blue lights. And mm. I and I start to get excited and say, oh, my God, oh, my God. And there was a man on a horse. 
so the person next to me just picks up the intuitive game and she says she has a channeled message from this man on a horse and he's handing all of us a pencil and a piece of paper. The teacher, whomever, uh, said it's Saint Germain. Hmm. Now, this might sound really just wackadoo, but when I got home, I have three, three proof of this being real, really Saint Germain. When I got home, I opened my Ascended Masters book just to, to read about him, and I just sort of randomly opened to that page. And mm -hmm. while I was reading it, my oracle cards fell off the shelf onto the floor. I had an Ascended Masters oracle card deck. And <laughs> I, I picked up the deck and I pulled out a random card. I pulled out the Saint Germain or Rakogsky card. It was like one of his incarnations. Wow. That was already. Well, just the other year, I mentioned this YouTube video, the rider of the white horse is mentioned in Alice Bailey's book called The Revealer of the, the Seventh Something Revealer of the New Age. Seventh Ray, Revealer of the New Age. Mm -hmm. And it talks about St. Germain and Rider on the White Horse. So what does this all mean? St. Germain helps us develop psychic ability. And I had been taking psychic classes at the same time. So all of this stuff led up to the trance channeling, all the oracle cards, studying the masters, uh, talking to other psychics, being open, wanting it, and demonstrating that. Um, you know, this willpower and excitement, it, it attracted these, these beings. So this is, this yeah. is sort of mm -hmm, what changed, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So, okay. At this point, you're still underground, right? You haven't come out publicly with any of this stuff? No, not at all. So when was that transition? When did you get online and social media and YouTube and, and start putting out what you, what you know? Mm -hmm. In 2010, I met a starseed on YouTube called Leia Turunen, but it's finished Turunen. That's how, why I was attracted to her name. She was this gorgeous blonde woman from Canada who was talking about starseeds and light workers and green smoothies and stuff. And because I was in that depressive, cold environment, so I was, you know, into the green smoothies because my mom was doing it too. And I'd had all this energy, so I kept watching her videos and decided to book a session. And she had like 60 oracle card decks or something. Wow. And she pulls this card for me and it said channeling. She's like, you're a channeler. And I said, how did you know that? Or how did you know that's what I'm into or whatever? Because mm. it could have been about green smoothies. It could have been about cats. It could have crystals, but it was about channeling. And I started a YouTube channel because of that on conscious hair care because I wasn't ready to share any of this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and that almost did pretty well. But, you know, I, I figured, oh my God, I could totally be selling hair products and things to women mixed with race, curly hair women. But that's not what I feel is right. I feel like I should be helping people. Yeah. Um, so I made a Feng Shui video and then that turned into this and this and this. Um, but the depression energy was still sort of there and it was things weren't going too well in my personal life. My relationship was difficult. My boyfriend's father passed away from cancer. You know, I wasn't really with my roots, I feel. And this English degree wasn't doing much for me. And so I said, OK, let me just take a break from all this. And Leia said, why don't you go to this farm I was on if you want to do woofing? So I go to this farm in Hawaii. It's amazing. All this healing stuff happens. But just in between getting to the farm and leaving Finland, more, st more stuff happens. Some sort oh, of yeah? initiation. Yeah, this initiation happened where I'm sitting on the bus to go to the airport. I hear this voice in my head saying, you're going to get in initiated. <laughs> and I had only heard about initiation from one of the ladies in the Edgar Casey group who said she had dreams of being handed an orange cloak, which meant she was being initiated. She was a really cool lady. She she said she played with chi balls and stuff and did pyramid healing, but I thought she was just so advanced. Yeah. So I, I got out my cell phone. It was a little old Nokia I've had for a while, and I texted what this voice was telling me, and it said, you're going to get initiated, 
Um, you must use this for the highest good. If you misuse this, this gift will be taken from you. So if that isn't scary enough, I imagine next to me was a woman that was shape-shifting into a crane, which made absolutely no sense. Later, I found out that a crane represents Galactic Federation. Anyway, didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so quick stop over to visit mom uh, before going to Hawaii. And this, this weird energy is swirling at the back of my head. So when people talk about opening their crown chakras or third eyes, you might feel these energies moving through you or like Reiki, Kundalini, whatever. But it was focused in the back of the skull. I don't mm. know. Have you ever felt something like that? Um, not that I can recall. Okay. Well, apparently there's this huge chakra back there called the like the rainbow bridge of some sorts. Anta Karana because we have a silver cord, but then there's this rainbow one. Ah, okay. But I didn't know that. I just said, what is this? It felt really good. It was like some unseen person was massaging my head, saying, you know, going on the train to New York, just, wow, okay, I'm getting a cool energy thing, active, whatever. Um, then I go to Hawaii, but I keep I keep jumping to Hawaii. It's like my soul really wants to be in Hawaii. But all this stuff has to happen first. Mom... <laughs> Mom always likes to go to Whole Foods because when I visit her, she says, Krista, let's get some, let's go buy some watermelon because we just love watermelon. <laughs> let's go buy some watermelon. We're shopping at Whole Foods and in the car park. Uh, I started hyperventilating. It, it might resemble a panic attack, but it wasn't. I just started breathing really heavily. And a voice came through me and said hello to my mother. And she sort of intuitively knew what, just what to say. So it was like autopilot. Like she turned to me and she's like, it's okay, Krista, relax. So I'm relaxing and hyperventilating <laughs> at the same time. And this, this, my, my vocal cords just formed a hello. So she says, we're going home. We're recording this. I, I knew I was channeling. She kind of knew I was channeling. It, it's just uncanny. It was, it was like, it's like magic. It's like one of the mysteries of the universe, how and why it happened. Um, but it came through so clearly. It, it didn't, I didn't have to do anything. I just lay there and they started talking through me. But um, it, it's, it's taken a lot of focus. And thank God I, I've done meditation. I can meditate for an entire hour and clear my mind. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that also led up to it. Yeah. Wow. So are you consciously aware that you're channeling it or is it they completely take over and you're kind of like lose time or lose like you wake up after it's over and you're like, where was where was I? Or are you fully aware the whole time? I'm fully aware the whole time. Typically, though, I'll forget everything that said just kind of like with a psychic reading. And they the Orion Council, the beings that talk through me, they said that I step over to the side so it's kind of like they're on one side of my body and I'm on the other. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I can hear all my egoic thoughts. And if a person, the person who's asking me questions, I can feel all their energies. Sometimes I'll get visions during while talking. So the whole idea is to relax. But I know I'm not fully allowing this quote unquote takeover because I'm very fearful of fully leaving my body. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole thing. For all the channelers listening, I'm sure you all know that the whole point is to be in the body, and uh, that's what I'm working on. So it's very easy for me, but it's hard for me to be grounded on Earth, planet Earth. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, all this stuff yeah. makes me so excited, Krista. I want to channel. I want to like be a psychic. I, <laughs> you know, I think I'm, yeah. in the, I'm in that phase where all this stuff is really exciting for me, and but I don't know where it's going to lead me. I'm, so I'm being activated in my own way, whatever that way is. <laughs> maybe you can, maybe you can give me a hint. I don't know. <laughs> um, most of the, I hate to, I hate to be so men are like this, women are like this, because it's really we're all from the same source. But I dare say, those who are have incarnated into a male body, who I have worked with, they're very much uh, sensitive guys who I've connected with, they're deeply sensitive and they deeply want to connect to this divine feminine and do all the cool intuitive stuff that women have been allowed to do in secret. And a lot of the women I've met are now in a women's body 
are now learning to step up and say, this is who I am. Let me set the rules. And it's becoming this beautiful androgynous dance of, of oneness and unity. So a lot of males are getting the experience, but are not necessarily um, feeling safe enough to share or uh, really, I would say, probably feel a bit weirded out that that's going on. But I'm mm -hmm. here to say it's really cool and it's and it's actually very sexy, you know, to have these abilities. And it's not it's not um, really a religious. It has nothing to do with religion or gender or um, these old systems that have kept us working. It's more about understanding and as Corey Good calls it, it's about consciousness. And understanding that is the process that the Ryan calls Orion Council calls ascension. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I definitely feel that with you. What you just said there, like definitely super sensitive, definitely a super attracted to divine feminine and clairvoyance and clairaudience and all that kind of stuff, and the ascension process and my own, you know, awakening. So that's all happening to me, and I'm sure it's happening to a lot of our listeners too, whether they are in alignment with it or they're resisting it. Maybe if they're resisting it, they probably feel really shitty and stressful and, and their life is co collapsing or crumbling and they don't know what to do about it. One thing they can do is just take a simple yoga or meditation class because yoga will help strengthen your core, just like in Tai Chi or Kung Fu or Wing Chun. It's all about that Tan Tian or the Hara line which Barbara Brennan actually calls a dimension within itself of intent. Mm -hmm. So when you're aligning to that benevolent, loving intention, you become very, very powerful. And those of us who are waking up are starting to remember that power and to use it correctly, just uh, sending it to that, that core strength or imagining a sort of white pillar of light that goes through your spine um, down to earth, connecting you to heaven is a really powerful visualization tool that I've used among others to not just shield myself, but expand the, the, the true inner self of who you really are. And a lot of the young people are really, really good at that. They're just kind of, you know, they're, they're there to, to, to show us the new kids are here to show us how to do that. Um, I'm assuming you're a millennial like myself. <laughs> and, uh, uh, probably. I'm 33 years old. Is that, do I count oh, as a millennial? Master. That's the master number, Superman, Jesus, 33. Oh, wow, man. you must be going through a whole lot this year. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the threes. Uh, goodness. Yeah, but, I, ju I just saw 333 on the clock earlier this afternoon. Wow. Uh-huh. And um, also, when we did our synchronicity walk in New York two weeks ago, we rolled a, a, a D20 dice and to get our our number, and mine was the number three. No kidding. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, when, in Finland, at the same time of awakening, there were times I'd wake up every night at 3.33, I'd say on the kitchen clock, you know, above the stove. It was so freaky. It was so freaky. Wow. Um, but... Definitely, that must that must be something for you. These numbers do come in as a series of codes. So one woman in the UK, I know she gets codes that do something to your subconscious. Another guy here, he does these quote unquote healing codes, but you can't you can't uh, you can't really call it that. Um, I've gotten star codes that are numbers of constellations or acts of Congress. It's it's kind of strange how we each get our information. But I'm sure the more you're, you're more, the deeper your listeners go, they'll they'll receive even more connections and reasons why. For instance, these symbols that were channeled in the early 1900s were actually parts of the proton or electron. I can't remember. It was called occult symbols. The the people who worked with Alice Bailey under Blavatsky, such as C. W. Leadbeater, um, they were laughed at. You know, oh, you psychics and your little symbols and your rinky-dink drawings. But they were they were channeling subatomic particles, mm. and that's when we get into DNA and all that. And I think when spirit and science meet, a lot of changes can be made on the planet for sure. Wow, 
So, you know, you wouldn't, I don't know, I was debating on telling you this, but I had a dream about you last night. It was like, we were having this discussion, and I don't, I, now the thing is all foggy, and, and, and I barely remember, I should have wrote it down. But it had something to do with abuse, and and this was really scary for me, to, that you were telling me about some abuse that you had, or something like that. And then I woke up, and I went to the bathroom, and, and the clock was 555, so I was just curious if you had any thoughts about that or if that has any meaning to you uh yeah i've actually like i've said i've actually experienced some sort of like emotional or verbal like i said i've been criticized very heavily Mm -hmm. um growing up by lots of different people and i've been bullied as well which i think a lot of starseeds can relate to so i wrote about that that's how i started my third well, my third paperback book, because I have six books out, but the third one is called Starring You, A Self-Love Guide. It's on Amazon. And so I've been, you know, since second grade, age seven, I was bullied and punched in the stomach by um, pretty privileged people I went to private school with, one girl in particular. Yeah. And I've had to learn that a lot of people who are jealous of your happiness they, they kind of they don't know how to play with you in the sandbox so they'll, those are the kids that will kind of like push you to the side yeah and the same goes for adults who have suffered from World War II and that sort of thing they're, they're kind of messed up emotionally um, and I think that's why a lot of us star seeds are here because because of the World War II and they were splitting splitting the atom and humans are not supposed to do that (laughs) so it's like when science goes wrong that's why we're here to bring a sort of counterbalance to all the technology that's why all the spirituality is coming out and we've had to suffer for our understanding and our and our learning and and show what's not right that's why we have to go with our intuition because when you when you grow if you grow up being abused sometimes you you don't trust yourself and and you do that stockholm syndrome yeah so we have to really follow how we really feel because if you're if you know you're a good person deep down you are um and and the people who are doing the bad stuff they know they know they're doing bad stuff they know they're hurting other people they just won't admit it um so i wonder what we were talking about in the dream because i'm sure there's a lot of healing that's needed and uh yeah yeah well hadn't this is the only other thing I remember, which is which is awkward. I don't know if how I want to, I don't have to put this in the podcast, but it, it's because I don't I don't know anything about your life or anything that's going on right now. But it had something to do with like your boyfriend and abuse and and like I was concerned for you and and or whatever. And then you were telling me about some thing that I had to do. It was like this, um, like you were telling me about what the actual abuse was, and it had something like you have to hit your hit being hit with a hammer for 11 times or something like that. It was just so strange. So wow. messed up now that I'm remembering it. Like, I can't barely remember it. All made sense in the dream, of course. But I've had these dreams with people that I'm about to interact with or maybe go on a date with or I'm about to interact. And I'll have, like, sort of a precognitive or conversation dream with that mm-hmm. person the day before or a couple of days before. So they're usually kind of awkwardly significant in some sort of way. I don't know what it is, but... And then when I woke up and the clock was 555, I thought that was really interesting. (laughs) I don't know what that means exactly, but... Well, what comes to mind, I'm definitely not being hit by a hammer (laughs) right now. (laughs) I don't think you'd be on the podcast if that was the case. (laughs) I probably wouldn't. I've I've had a pounding headache since last night and uh, been doing a lot of clearing. I work with a lot of people who are suffering in their current state and... um, so it could be, you know, sometimes I'll take on, I'll take on energy as if it's mine. I don't know how that works. If anyone knows, let me know. Um, yeah. But in the past, boyfriends of the past, like I said, they, they, they went through hard time. Um, I've had more than one boyfriend in the past. And it was more for me like a sort of neglectful and being made fun of, you know, when, when I'd be really happy or excited about something, the guy would be like, hee hee, oh, you're so funny. And this, this this really nasty, like they'd make fun of my hair and mm. uh, belittle me. It's just my clothes, all this sort of patriarchal control stuff. 
um, really just put me down and to control me. And I, I, I can't really be controlled. So, um, if anything, that sounds really symbolic for just sort of getting beat up energetically. Yeah. Um, just to learn boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. And I, I looked up five, five, five. And after that, and it said something about like your rebirth or your, the death of your false self and the true, your true self emerging and, and all of that. But so that, that was kind of cool. Yeah. I was just told the other day by a chiropractic that he was checking my bones and he said, you're preparing for changes. And whenever I see 555, as I'm seeing now on the clock, is 255. That means changes. This year, a lot of things are changing. And every year they say big changes are coming. Yeah. Um, but you know, as I do, that when we're listening to one another and other intuitives and people who are all about helping the planet out, you kind of know what they're saying without without knowing. You're just kind of feeling and I think there's just a whole lot of love opening up in people's hearts. So that might mean opening up relationships in new ways we haven't done before and opening up to talking with animals again and all sorts of sharing, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that you said earlier was about us bringing in more of the the feminine energy, the intuition, the clairaudience, clairvoyance, our psychic abilities to kind of balance out the technology. What do you think about that? With, with the whole technology of Earth, there's a lot of technology that's been suppressed for quite some time. A lot of people are have invented, free energy is already there and People have turned gasoline, just gasoline into like fish food. And it's sort of silly how the control group slows it down when it's, when it's to benefit the masses. And it's not really fair to keep this future technology to themselves. So what we have to do is use alternative methods of receiving knowledge to expand healing on the planet if we're not being given these quick fixes because a lot of the money isn't going towards supporting let's say clearing the Hudson River although tons of inventions have been created we're so busy reading tabloids and painting our fingernails you know gossiping about who's dating whom that People can mess around, you know, hmm. higher up in the pyramid, and they have to they have to really <laughs> release this knowledge, and they're doing it bit by bit because their time's up right now. So yeah. we we're we're just here to help when when a lot of people come to us and say, hey, when a child comes up to, to you and says, hey, I just invented a a house mopping machine that operates with crystals. It's like, why don't we just listen to that kid before we laugh at them and tell them to become a lawyer or a doctor for our own prestigious goals. Uh And, you know, maybe this kid is channeling something. Um, um, I'm pretty passionate about, about children's safety and hybrid kids and stuff like that. So I get really um, emotional talking about kids. Uh Um, But I think, Technology is something really cool has been happening with technology. People are taking selfies with big balls of light in them called orbs. And if you've watched my YouTube videos, when I talk about my spirit guide, you'll see these little balls sort of light flying around, um, which I I didn't know was possible until I saw Chris the Thrasher's videos. She says she can command them and they just like hundreds of them appear. And they usually appear when we're having a good time or we're... Mm-hmm being really loving so the magic happens um magic may be an advanced form of technology but i say let's just let's just play with it and and enjoy it and make sure that it's benevolent so so that uh mother earth can stay balanced because we can't deplete her just for technology's sake 
Yeah. So there's a lot of people on YouTube talking about this stuff. And when did you when did your channel be shift from you know shift into the spiritual stuff? And do you have any other spiritual channels that you were inspired by? And and what is your opinion on all of these individuals coming up with their own unique starseed spiritual awakening channels, kind of putting forth this knowledge, putting forth the knowledge? And where do you think it's going? The channel changed to Orion Council Channelings in 2011, where I put the first demo. Uh, before that, I did make a, it's funny, I made a video called How to Channel Before I Started Trans Channeling, because I thought that channeling was um, about getting messages. So uh, so that's, that's still up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's called How to Channel in My Awakening, where I speak in this very repressed sort of nervous voice, but I'm still thinking, okay, I'm I'm open, I'm spiritual, I'm having these these things happen to me. But I didn't know it could become more intense. <laughs> um, yeah, a little hint there for everyone. What's going to happen? It's going to get more intense. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then, so yeah, then I put the first channeling demo, and it's always so it makes you so nervous and fearful. But organic sulfur. Chris in crystalline form can help with that fearlessness aspect and anxiety. Um, just by the way, uh, at the time, like I said, Leia Turunen or Leia Turunen completely inspired me. So I kind of wanted to be like that and, you know, wear cute outfits and talk about love and good music. She yeah. was one of the main ones. Um, her boyfriend at the time, Felipe Sparks, they were talking about Twin Flames. Mm, Doreen Virtue wasn't on YouTube yet doing her weekly oracles, but I listened to a lot of this guy called Jim Self um, of Mastering Alchemy. He's changed, he's changed my life. Um, and other channels, I watched one that was totally not spiritual. She was called Trisha Paytas. And I can't believe I'm saying this on your podcast. This is just going to show how human I am because... <laughs> Trisha Paytas was do these troll, what they call trolling videos, but she kind of helped me stay sane when all the metaphysical stuff was happening. And I, I say this because it, every now and then it helps you to just kind of tune out. Um, if you're having spirits walking around in your house, you know, don't beat yourself up for watching a reality TV show. Um, don't 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 punish yourself because you know, you had a hamburger or in some fries. Um, sometimes it's okay to do these things, but it, it's all in moderation. And they say that what you watch, you, you kind of start getting programmed to it. It's kind of addictive. So, so I went through this period of watching all these trashy reality shows <laughs> yeah. through YouTube. Yeah, because people, um, but it was, it was very grounding. And now I'm kind of over that. So we might go through periods like this. You might, it's just about how you feel really. And with, with respect to what's happening to you. So it's like respect the, respect the spirit world, but respect your physical body. Um, and for people who are wanting to get out there on YouTube, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Numbers don't matter. If you're, you can already employ yourself with about, if you have about a thousand subscribers, you can be making an income and supporting yourself, paying the rent and food. Um, but if you have a regular job on the side and you're doing this on the side, like I started out doing, you're helping 10 people. That's already 10 testimonials for your website. That's already 10 people that are saying, Hey, this is actually how you help me. You're really good at that. And you're, you're already refining your skills. So don't just jump into it cold turkey um transition for me moon and taurus is all about an easy transition other people want roller coasters i i can't handle roller coasters but i'll i'll say that the more you ask for it the more you get into it the more you're going to attract that the more you focus there the more that's going to come to you and if it's too fast you can ask ask the spirits hey please slow down um, I can't handle this right now. I have to pay my bills. You know, I have to make love to my wife right now, or I have to mm -hmm. shop shop for new shoes. It's okay. You're not you're not a sinful sinner, burning in hell. <laughs> it's not that's not real. Um, what's real is how you feel about it. Your inner truth. 
Um, Because that's the only way you can be happy, live a happy life. But I hope that helps. No, yeah, that is really helpful, actually. And it reminds me of what we were talking about before we started the show was our our detox that we're going through. So like, (laughs) I'm starting the year off with I'm I'm quitting Facebook and I'm getting off of caffeine. And and I'm also quitting like a whole bunch of other things like, you know, because I noticed myself like watching Netflix on one monitor and then on the other monitor, I'd have Facebook open and Twitter and Instagram and, you know, some other forums that I subscribe to. And I'm like not even paying attention to the movie, but like because nothing is holding my attention, I feel like I'm totally distractible and this is not really a good place to be in. Because I was getting coffee at Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and eating Taco Bell and it's kind of getting kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Not not to make a judgment, but I just felt like there were some emotions coming up within me that really want to come up and be felt. And I kept overriding that by making myself feel good through food and drink and distractions. And so I just got this intuition that I needed to get rid of that. So I let these emotions come up, let me feel them, spend time with myself organically, and then go out and remember to do these natural things, interact with other things that have a soul like nature, animals, mm-hmm. people, myself, rather than screens and technology. I was just getting kind of jaded. So getting programmed to the technology, getting used to it. So yeah. And so right now I've got like a pretty bad headache and I was almost going to cancel this podcast, Yeah, but, but you're going through Both the same thing too. So yeah, I didn't know you were doing the same thing too. So it's a wonderful synchronicity. <laughs> it's really cool. We're making patches at the same time. We've been quitting coffee at the same time. Like I quit coffee once and it came back. Um, so it's sort of like still replaying this sort of, rebellious 16 year old that's going to drink coffee replaying that mind state I feel Mm. when I do that and it's not really necessary because everything's cool but like you said I mean rather it let's interact with souls um (laughs) you're so you're so spot on I think you're awesome (laughs) (laughs) I mean I really could go for a coffee right now actually but (laughs) I, my mom made this like um, I'm living with my folks right now until I move to Austin. But like right, my mom made this like lemon lime water for me, so she squeezed some fresh lemons and limes into the water, and so that's pretty good. It's better than not better than oh, water, I guess. Awesome. Yeah, my mom is visiting me too, and it's ironic that it's like it's healing my my coffee addiction that she's here, and she actually asked me uh, an hour two hours ago if I wanted lemon honey water. So this is really weird. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> that's cool oh yeah we forgot to tell the listeners that we collaborated musically too which was cool i made a beat for you because you do starseed uh-huh. raps yep you held me uh channel through a, a rap in finnish which was pretty intense so <laughs> your your skills at uh, making beats have provided a platform for getting out some stuff yeah, and, that was that was really cool. I was excited about that. I was like, "Oh man, I get to like make a song for somebody else who's <laughs> talking about Starseed shit." And then, of course, you make it in Finnish, and I can't understand any of it. <laughs> I trust. Like, I trust that it was. They're not ready yet. I'm yeah. not ready yet. They're not. They're not ready for us yet. <laughs> no. So that's one of the things I think I like about you is you got such a really interesting style. That's not unlike. That's not like any other sort of new agey. Um, love and light kind of style you're you've got a hip-hop strong hip-hop influence and like this lisa frank influence and <laughs> tra- trapper keepers and stickers and stars and sharpie markers and everything all sorts of cool stuff i mean if, if a listener wanted to go check it out find her on instagram what's your instagram handle a galactic fairy f-a-e-r-y yeah galactic fairy yeah and you got like you put out so much content you're so prolific as a creator and you know there's lots of other youtube channels out there but you have like this really interesting style. It's like funky, B-girl, hip-hop, but with the starseed spirituality thing. And that, that inspires me because I have that B-boy sort of hip-hop and punk rock and starseed new age kind of thing all blended together. And I'm trying to figure out how I can take all those influences and combine them into like my thing, you know, my offering or contribution to this scene. So Definitely. Yeah. I, I tell a lot of people, hey, just work with rainbows because... When I think of love and light, I think of the color white, which is, you know, it has to do with all the color spectrums. And I also like the color black because it's like the feminine, mysterious, and the, and it protects your aura in New York City. But, mm. 
I've lived with this sort of biracial label my whole life, like telling everyone I'm black and I'm white and I'm black and I'm white. But now I want to just be kind of a rainbow kid. So I tell everyone, I'm like, hey, wear some rainbow. See what it does for your chakras and your subconscious. It's color therapy. You know, see where that takes you. Um, And just just give it a try. Share your creative process with other people. It'll it'll inspire them. Um, Share what you know. And try not to burn yourself out because if you do, um, you might be a Leo like me. And in that case, just check your astrology. The answer is always there. And I feel that the world is getting a whole lot better. Um, we've had to go through our depressions, but we're all doing this ascension together. We're, we're, in a new, we're in a new cycle now. We're in the Aquarian age. It's the golden age. And none of that old crap is going to ever happen ever again. We've, we've learned from it. So let's do something cool. Let's, let's make patches and trade and, you know, and, and let's be rainbows. Just let's do hip hop. Anything <laughs> that brings you joy, you should do it. Life's too short. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So what is your prediction for 2016? My prediction, you know, it's funny. I was taught not, not to predict, but the Orion Council predicted in the latest message, they said that our houses are going to change. Um, this is strange because I've been wondering about cob houses and bubble domes. Mm. Perhaps more people will be building these. Uh, I know one man in England built one himself for like less than a thousand dollars. So it could mean something like that or people moving a lot. There's been a huge migration already from New York City. Diana Cooper has said after 2012, a lot of us uh, on a personal level, I feel that. Um, well, let me just tune in for a second and see what I feel. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting is that the troidal fields will be greater in energy. I'm assuming that means we're in some sort of photonic light belt cosmically. Uh, Maybe someone like Dan Winter can confirm this for me. Uh, It's just a lot of, a lot of negative ions, a lot of light hitting us. And that's, that's third eyes opening to the truth. And we'll start seeing more into the spirit world. Pretty sure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I just read something the other day about the second wave of Ascension kind of peaking in March. And uh, it's supposed to be bringing a lot more of that to the planet. Like, and the way I visualized it, I mean, because this sort of concept makes sense, like mentally or whatever. But the way I visualize it is it's like this wave that's coming through and everyone's kind of experiencing it inside through their own experience of life. And maybe they'd be waking up or having realizations or things that were in their life that no longer serve them just continue to fall off, continue to fall away, breakups, divorces quitting jobs, leaving jobs, new opportunities kind of coming in that are more heart-centered. Exactly. Yeah, and like um, my mom, she's she's really into a lot of the conspiracy stuff, and she's she's also into the ascension and all that kind of stuff too, but she's more on like the scary part, you know, all the bad stuff that's going to happen, the collapse of the Mm -hmm. control system and everything. But then Mm -hmm. the way I'm looking at it, the way I feel when I tune into it is everyone's it's going to be harder and harder to make decisions from the ego and from selfishness because it's like our heart space is opening up a lot more. So it's people are going to have to make a real choice on whether they're going to be doing this thing that they've always been doing, but it doesn't start to make sense to them anymore. It doesn't feel good. What feels good to them is something that's more authentic or true. And so that's one of the things I think it's going to be happening this year. We're starting to like the last year might have been more of a dissolving of the old. So this might be more of the emergence of our true self coming through. Exactly. Sort of like if you imagine the relationship that's based kind of like an insurance company, you know, be with me and you'll profit at some point. It just doesn't really work right now. It's kind of a lot of new age people say, okay, what's, what's your, what's your exchange? Um, do you want to trade? And tons of entrepreneurs on Etsy.com, they're, they're just saying, Hey, I'll trade you some beads for some bread. And it's this, this, like old system that was wiped out a long time ago, sort of coming back, this communal, tribal sharing thing. It's so nice and it's so much more meaningful, I feel, to to get something that's handmade with love and that someone crocheted in their living room listening to Mozart than someone that was, you know, forcibly made by a sweatshop laborer 
you know, somewhere in a polluted yeah. city. Like, let's let's really focus <laughs> differently. And uh, I do feel that um, United States has a big responsibility, especially because of what's happening with the oil and the dollar now. Um, with that additional energy being given, with well, Gandhi said, "With great power comes great responsibility." Was that Gandhi? I keep I get confused. With Martin Luther King and Gandhi. That was Gandhi. <laughs> that was Gandhi. With great power comes great responsibility. So, if you find yourself, you know, reaping rewards from what you're doing, financial gains, or you just have a surplus of something, yes, yes, we have to share. You have to. You have to put your own seatbelt on first before you save others and then share what you've got. And then it's all good. It's, I think it's pretty simple. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to share? I think we're getting close to the end. Is there anything we've missed or you want to cover? Or you want a message for our listeners? Well, just everyone listening to Jeff Finley, if you can find these patches, this guy is on a roll and he is so energetic right now. He's so inspired. I'm so excited, Jeff, for everything that yeah. you're going to create. And <laughs> I love your voice for this podcast. I hope you do more of these. <laughs> oh, I definitely will. I did my very first two episodes were with YouTubers, uh, Karis Melina Brown and Gigi Young. Are you familiar with those two? Yep, I know of them. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So they were the, they were how I started this podcast. So yeah, now we're, uh, this is episode, I don't know, 20 something. So I'll, I'll continue to do more of these for sure. Definitely. And you get those patches at makermistaker.com slash patches. All right. Now, where can our listeners find you, Krista? Where are you at? What's your handles? Uh, com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-R-A-I-S-A.com. Where you can book readings. Check out my Etsy shop. I've got tons of products there. Uh, we're making Ormus now, which has been pretty successful using the Hathor's Milk Egyptian wet method to realign you energetically. It does a lot of other cool stuff. As well as SoundCloud, I'm Ezo Terrorist, E-Z-O Terra, T-E-R-R-A, Wrist, R-I-S-T, and all over social media, kind of blowing up the scene with the amphibious collective consciousness known as orion council <laughs> yeah galactic fairy with f-a-e-r-y hi all right so that's good thanks so much krista for being on the show thank you and um so listeners if you want to rate make a mistake or podcast on itunes you just look it up give us a rating um subscribe at make share us share this episode if you thought it was cool and definitely send us any questions if you've got anything for krista or for me i'll forward it to her make sure she gets it and um Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay conscious.